0: Hi there, this is Craig Bell from Rocket from the Tombs and you're listening to Underground Opalus. <laughs>
1: Tastic! Welcome to Underground Opus, everybody. Tonight we got a very special guest. Somebody I've known for a while, but still, it's the first time we've actually talked on the phone. We've so, known through Facebook and stuff, and we've communicated a whole lot over the last year, so, maybe a little longer. Then, well, we'll just go ahead and bring him right on. Tell us who you are, where you're from.
0: I'm uh, Bob Decker, and I'm moved around a little bit everywhere, but uh, I'm from Texas, and that's where I'm currently at, North Texas.
1: North Texas. You're also a radio DJ, is that correct?
0: I was. I've been taking a bit of a hiatus from that, but uh, yeah, I did do a a thing on whatever 68 radio for a while.
1: Well, we'll get right to it. You're part of Utter Depravity. Did I say it right? Yep, Utter Depravity. Depravity. I knew I'm. I knew I'd misspell it. I usually tell. I usually tell the guests to say it themselves. <laughs> uh, that's fine. <laughs> waste. Wait, waste. Well, and how, how did how did these projects start? Uh,
0: well, uh, waste. Well, oddly enough, I had those songs since I was a kid. Like I wrote all of those songs from the age of fourteen to seventeen. And, um, I just never used them for anything. And I kept, I bring them out like every project and, um, never end up using them. I used them in, uh, Les Besseres, which was a while back. And that was actually really good quality and it came out well. But, um uh, I finally decided to, like, you know, let's, let's do a bulky, give that a go. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's how Wake well, it started. And um Utter D that was interesting too. Uh Jamesy, the lead singer and guitar player for Utter D. Uh me and him have been in and out of bands uh for well over a decade. Um it's been wild. We met on Craigslist <laughs> to a yep. <our> musician's ad. <laughs> And um, his buddy wanted to ride with, and uh, we were like, sure. And uh, my friend, who was the drummer at the time, uh, he didn't have any room in the car, and he was like, uh, tell the story to ride in the trunk with the bowling balls. <laughs> that's just, I love me really telling that story. That's funny as hell. <laughs> <how. laughs> and he did. The kid rode in the back with the bowling balls. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's what right the only time a Craigslist musician's had has probably ever worked out where it was more than one band, but, yeah, I've known the guy for over a decade now.
1: If there were, like, someone you saw on stage or on TV or whatever, and you said, you know what, I want to do that, I want to be a musician, and it, can you narrow that down, Those that influence? It can be more than one answer, you. Can you narrow down that influence?
0: Actually, um, yeah, I kind of can. And it's it's weird actually. Most people I imagine um who know me would expect me to say something like super punk rock. But uh actually the um, one seeing on TV and uh shit like that was Gavin Rosdell from Bush. Oh yeah. That that was amazing. That shit blew my mind as a kid. Like he would just, get wild, real high energy, and I loved it, and um, the first show I ever went to was uh, in Dallas at uh, either Trees or the Galaxy Club, and it was uh, Our Lady Peace, and like right before they had dropped the Clumsy album, they were uh, handing out the singles from like the album single and B-Side. I saw them live as a kid and fucking loved it. <laughs> I've seen Bush live.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah! I thought that was the Razor Blade Suitcase tour, and Baruch Assault opened for them. It was a great <laughs> night. Nice. So, it was so. That's it, my Bruce, favorite
0: Bush album too.
1: Baruch <laughs> Salt was really bad. <laughs> That's live, boy. They were good. Oh, yeah? they, nothing wrong with their performance, man. They were nice. Bush too, you know.
0: Hell yeah. That's cool.
1: Do you have a particular creative process you use when you write? Or do it songs just tap you on the shoulder and or is-
0: not really actually. Um as far as writing goes, I I tend to approach that like art. It just kinda comes and spurts. And uh when it comes it comes and Sometimes things overlap and, uh, two things become one. And sometimes one thing just gets worked on for years until it's finally done.
1: What's your favorite show you've ever played? Ooh. That,
0: that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, we're getting into the tougher question.
0: <laughs> mm, favorite show I've ever played? Ah, uh, that would that would either be the first Punksmiths, uh, the Denton one not the Houston one or the, uh the first Psych Punks both of those festivals were fucking nuts there was like 25 bands on two stages and it was just wild the crowd went nuts there were like kids jumping everywhere people flying around.
1: How old were you at the time?
0: It was probably about, I don't know, six years ago, give or oh, try yeah. Maybe about five or six years. It was right towards uh, right towards the beginning of uh, the band before Utter D.
1: Here's the counter question. What's your least favorite performance?
0: Oh, hoo-hoo. oh fuck! Uh, this is easy. There's there's a few shit shows. Like every band has their shit shows. Yeah, but this hear one about them.
1: was <laughs> hell.
0: And um, you know what? Uh, fuck it. I I was I was gonna leave the venue name out, but I'm gonna go ahead and say the shit because fuck them. They were complete fucking cons. Uh, there's a venue in Fort Worth called the the Peppermill Lounge, and it's just basically a fucking glorified dive bar, and good God, they, uh, they booked us, and we sent them our, we sent them our shit, they knew what we sounded like, they knew what to expect, and uh, we got up there, we played with a bunch of different acts all ranging from mostly country and cover bands to some acoustic folk and uh, some EDM shit. And uh, then when it got up to us playing, we did our thing, and the crowd actually loved it. We were surprised to talk about that. But um, the bassist did this little slide maneuver on the stage, and uh, his foot, like, barely grazed one of the monitors and bumped it about half an inch. <laughs> Which, you yeah, know, at a punk show, surprising that more didn't happen. Like, you know, that's nothing. <laughs> and they he like the sound dude just freaked the fuck out about it. <laughs> he was like no, no, you you guys are, get the fuck out of here right now. Leave all of your shit to pay for the damages to my stuff. I was like, hell no, dude. Where's, point out the fucking damages. We barely moved the thing, you know. Everybody was just, like, cheering for us to play more music. <laughs> the dude fucking uh, pulls up his shirt, and there's, like, a gun in his fucking belt. He's basically threatening. <laughs> and uh, we just, we pack up and get the out of there.
1: Since it is my show, we get to talk about my favorite song, which does happen to be Pope on the Rope.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> I can listen to that song over and over again, I swear, man. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. That's what? one of those songs I wrote when I was like 13 or 14. It's, it's such a good one, and it stays relative. It's a little cryptic, but I don't think it's too cryptic. I think it's understandable for the most part.
1: Oh, well, I can understand it. <laughs> Is there a story behind it or anything? Or
0: Not particularly. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, I, I wrote it when I was a kid, and I, I thought it sounded really cool, so I wrote it all down and kept it for years, kept bringing it around, recorded a few different versions of it. Yeah, I'm even considering uh, recording another version of it with Well. just uh, <laughs> like like a different version, kind of slow them down, not do them quite as crusty.
1: Wow, oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're scaring me. It'll still I'm... be
0: crusty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're scaring me with that, those words. And I do, I I do, I play that song quite a bit in the car. Man, <laughs> I'm I, I, not nice. I even fooling around. But I, I think that song's fun as hell with all the. <clears throat> <and> all that. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah! Thanks, man. Uh,
1: may have you produce a song for me sometime, sometime or another, man. We just do it, doing your crazy shit. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. You said, would you say you prefer the studio or the stage? Which I don't know. Since you do run
0: a studio, um, I mean, in all honesty, the studio is fun, but uh, just being at shows and going to shows and playing shows. It's fucking great as long as you're not, you know, off playing shit shows for terrible booking agencies and people that like book you at coffee houses, and give you a dollar seventy five to split between a five person band. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of shit's terrible. But you find a decent DIY scene and there are shows. Tell
1: us about Q Rex Studios.
0: Well, Q-Rack Studios uh it's moved around a bit too with me. Just kind of all my recording gear. I've got uh I've currently got up to three soundboards now. All 18 to 24 channel. Uh two of them are from the 70s, one's from about a decade ago. Uh three PA heads, a bunch of speakers, a hell of a lot of guitar Options guitar wise and amp wise bass shit, four drum sets uh it's packed there's a lot of stuff in here, <laughs> but uh it's a cool place uh it's also where other d just uh practices and uh we record our stuff here now we're about to be uh releasing uh an a b side single pretty soon, two covers.
1: Now, how does that even work? Like, you know, I think you've discussed this before. Do you, you, you actually register... You, you can do it with Disco Kid, I think, or CD Baby. There are other rules to that? Uh,
0: I mean, you can work around what you want to work around, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Personally, I'm an anarchist, uh, and the label has always been ran as more of an anarchist collective of... Um, artist you know so uh it's not really too uh like money influenced it's more about
1: the art and uh getting it out there you know and you are the man at questionable records which i love you know i love it <laughs>
0: yeah it's uh it's also a very interesting place <laughs> it's basically the same thing as the studio it's just right there all uh, right they're both the same place but
1: what, what made you start questionable records
0: oh, oh that's that's an easy one too um I was a kid uh like I was born in 87 and I started questionable records in 2000 <laughs> wow and uh yeah and literally it started out with a uh like two 80s karaoke machines daisy chained together where I could record four tracks at once, and then mix them down, and it was a difficult process, but basically, I was tired of recording random shit, and mailing it out to people, and labels, and places that probably just tossed them in the trash, and never listened (laughs) to them, so I started that, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'll release some stuff through it. I'll find other musicians. I'm sure there are plenty of people that are having that same issue. And um I'll help people get shit out there.
1: Yeah, you do a good job at it too, man. You, do, you really do. Well, yeah. thanks.
0: Thanks, <laughs> Ron. I,
1: I can attest on a personal level that you, <laughs> you get, do get the stuff out there, man. And you're also a painter? Uh, yes, I am.
0: Um really mixed media artist but i, I prefer paint yeah um, yeah i have a i have an art page on facebook uh unorthodox chaos arts and uh chaos with a k and um I do a lot of paint pours a lot of abstract art and uh a little bit of surrealism kind of I wouldn't really quite call it surrealism, but other people have, but it's more just like. D and D stuff that I just draw out or paint out or uh folklore inspired things, you know. But uh it's mostly abstract art. And um that's been going pretty well actually. I've been uh, setting up an art booth in Denton on occasion at shows and uh festivals.
1: How'd you get into doing that?
0: I I just uh, as a kid in school, um, I would never pay attention. <laughs> And uh, I would I would read everything on my own later and pick it up. And uh, during school, I would either be, like, tapping out beats with my pencil, or I'd be writing down, like, song lyrics, or I'd be reading something else, or I'd be drawing. And uh, that's, that's what got me into art.
1: If you could work
0: with any producer, who would that be? Don't know. On that note, uh, that's a damn interesting question. Do <laughs> so they have to be alive?
1: No. Let
0: me think. What was that album? I've got an album in mind. I don't remember the producer's name, but the producer from that album you might know it, you might not know it. Oh yeah. The Intermounting Flame by the Mahavishnu Orchestra. It's um uh, it's like seventies jazz funk psych fusion. And, uh, God, it's good. Um, some people know it because it had John McLaughlin in it. People, some people know that name. But, uh, yeah, the Mahavishnu Orchestra is mind blowing.
1: I can't believe I've never heard of that.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, whoever it was that produced that. And, um, you should look it up after this. It's on YouTube, the full album. Um, I've got like five copies of the record. <laughs> I can't help but buy it when I see it. <laughs>
1: you got quite the extensive vinyl collection I've noticed too, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, um I think you've only seen what I'm trying to sell and that's that's has got even a good lot of stuff. Like that's <laughs> that's that's the resex of the, the vinyl collection. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I think about the most I've ever spent on a single album. It was a two LP live bootleg of Nirvana that only had like 1,000 pressed, and I paid like 55, 60 bucks for that, but well worth it. so <laughs> uh, do you do you play
1: all the instruments on the on the waste well?
0: And uh, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you go back to the earlier Wastewell demo, um, I did everything all at once on that. I had an electric guitar, a bass drum with one foot, and a snare flipped up on its side with another pedal on the other foot, and a mic hanging up above me. And I literally did all of it at once. (laughs) And uh there's some videos on the Facebook waste Well page of that, I think, still around. And they're wild. It yep. started out like way more kind of deep eat and
1: <laughs> That's pretty incredible, man. I may I may steal one of those videos and put it on the Underground Opolis page or something and get it out there.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's cool if you want to, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't figure but, you'd mind.
0: <laughs> oh, hell no, that'd be cool.
1: How many albums do you have out altogether <laughs>
0: um albums that I've been on yeah uh there's there's no telling um I'll say that it's definitely over fifty um, and not all of them are through questionable records a lot of them are, but not all of <laughs> them a lot of work in the music field. Oh I know Uh, you some of it yeah, some of it was just like session stuff, you know, like um like some people would be doing a thing and they'd want some drums laid down over it or like some guitar laid down over it. Yeah, something like that. So there's uh yeah, some of that takes up some of that space. It's a lot of I'm on a lot of relationships. <laughs>
1: Anything you want to add before we wrap it up?
0: Um, I mean, shit, uh, no, I really appreciate the interview, man. It's been cool. You're a good host.
1: Thank you, man. We got to, everybody be sure to check out Questionable Records. Records has a K in it, not a C. So, their Bandcamp page, look, check out all their music. Check out,
0: Oh, yeah. The, there's a new Utter Depravity 2 side coming out. Um, there's going to be a split between Wastewell and Rob Lyon. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> and um, there's also a secret little EP that no one knows about that, uh, that was going to be called Planet Pest, but then we found out that Planet Piss is already a thing. <laughs> so we had to rename it to Planet Fuck All. <laughs> so there'll be a four track album a little EP called Planet Fuck All and uh, it's probably just gonna be a little one off funsy little like random bullshit thing but enough uh, people download it and listen to it and like it uh, I don't know, we might do more <laughs> and Scarecrow uh, Ceremony the little goth punk band and they're gonna be doing another thing soon too
1: Man, there was one split, and I can't find the band. I can't think of their name right now. They sang a song about Weezer.
0: <laughs> oh, I think uh, I think that was Destructo Disc.
1: Yeah, yeah, Destructo Disc. You're correct.
0: Yeah, they're fucking cool as shit.
1: <laughs> I can't. I cannot find them anywhere. Are they done?
0: No, um, they're still a thing. Actually, they they just got new T-shirts in the other day. Uh, look them up on Facebook. I'll try. Um, they're uh, they're doing their own thing now. Uh The cat from the like lead singer, he started his own label. But uh,
1: okay. Yeah, they're
0: they're cool as shit.
1: But plug in your paint your your paint website one more time before we before we cut uh, it off.
0: Cool, it'd be uh Unorthodox Chaos Arts and uh Chaos is with a K.
1: Everybody listening, be sure to check out un- Unorthodox Chaos with a K art. Check out Questionable Records Band Camp, check out Urban Depravity, that's that right that time. Listen, up. Check out Wayswell, check check out poking off, check out everything.
0: Stupid well, well.
1: This is Deboon Pittman, and this is the joke of the week. Do you know what you call, what you get when you cross a elephant with a rhino?
0: Elephino.